And then he said, does he really have a dog named Zark Fuckerberg? <laughs> and I said, no, I just, I just made all of this up. Yeah, no, it was pretty good. I'm Zach. I'm Riff. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 131. And I'm Kevin. A video game's hot dog. Halloween so issue. Episode 1031. Oh. oh. Yeah, it's pretty spooky in here. 1031. Yeah. What did our, our, our KOL podcast listeners gave us the nicknames? Rotmuff. <laughs> Lich. Yeah, and you were Rotmuff, which yeah. is less less of a funny Halloween version of Kevin and more of a funny Halloween version of Hot Stuff. Yeah. Oh man, shit! I uh, can you hand me my phone, which is behind you on yes. the dresser there? I uh, I got a, a spam email that I oh, felt right. uh, that I should share with you guys. I um, I don't understand how this how this arrived for you. Did it come with with any kind of illustrations? It didn't. Uh. Uh, and it would be handy if it if it had some illustrations because then I would know what the fuck this girl is talking about. All right, so uh, it is it is from a lady's name and it says, "I want to be your friend if you do not mind." Uh, Ooh, haven't got any imagination. What cool female is all about? If you have not spent time with me, my name is Amy and I am really cool. I liked her profile very much, and in this mean, I decided to write you the mail and talk to you. We should know more about each other, and who knows? Maybe we will become friends, the lovers, mail, or maybe build some relations. The M-A-L-E or M-A-I-L? M-A-I-L. Okay. Some stuff about me. I am 27 years, and I work as a manager in a firm. I am a redhead <laughs> and got fourth size of breasts. So, well, huh. I, so she uh, nice. after, after hearing about that fourth size of breasts, I'm now a manager at a firm, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, I have a boner. God. Is that? Does she mean D cup? Is that what the fourth size of? I don't know. Is? I was trying to figure it out. I don't know that there are a lot of ways to refer to the size of a breast that involve a four, unless it's like you know thirty-four D, whatever, forty-four, forty, forty-four quadruple D. That's probably what she means. Well, so here's a question: Do, do, does anyone have like a standardized male genitalia? Well, we don't regularly like have to buy right. harnesses no, I, for right. our for I, I our realize gonads. that, but it's but you know the first bra was invented by a dude, right? Like that's what at least my understanding was it. <clears throat> it that is my understanding. Mm, I don't yes. know. I don't. You know, I feel like there are. It's one of those things where it's like, should women wear bras? Should women not wear bras? Is it bad for you? Is it good for you? Who knows? I, yeah, what I'm, is it for? I'm is not, it to, I'm is not it trying to, make to you participate more, in that discussion make at all. You more but shapely? Is it to st- stop your back from hurting? Who knows? It's. It does provide this weird shorthand ranking system of. Well, that's what's important, that we be able to describe women in terms of their physical appeal to okay, us and well, as so privileged white male heterosexuals. There is, this, there is this sort of notion of like how hung a dude is or whatever, but like it's, it's a single number which doesn't necessarily mean as much, right? Because there's, there's not a girth number, right? Like the same way that there's like a cup size. I would argue that there are fewer engineers interested in objectively evaluating the size of dicks then there are engineers interested in objectively evaluating okay. the size of boobs. That's that's you think probably it is a, why. a sheer number thing. Yes, or a a preponderance of the patriarchy in the past, a PPP, <laughs> as I as I call it in my uh, okay. women's studies course. 
that I teach. Jesus Christ, can you even imagine? <laughs> what have you guys been up to? Besides not having a sweet new girlfriend with fourth size of breasts. True. <laughs> Sorry, Emily. I just I don't even know where I don't even know where you are on that scale because it's a weird it's a weird broken English scale. Uh, Any, anything? Anybody? Yes. Anybody been up to anything? What have you been up to, Kevin? Well, like, I don't know. I've been I've been going to a bunch of uh, of of meetings with fellow game developers in the the Bay Area. It's true. I've been with you for some of them. Yeah, it's been all right. Um, I feel like I'm trying to I'm trying to explore this whole San Francisco game dev scene. If we're gonna be here, we're gonna we're gonna do it for real. Oh man, we saw a billboard yesterday that. Could I? I was surprised to see this, and then I thought, "Well, I'm in San Francisco, so this is not really surprising." But it was a billboard for Orange Juice. Oh, right. And it said, "Orange you a little bit by curious." And as far as I could tell, the by curious like wasn't a joke about anything. It might because, have been it like, huh, because it wasn't because it wasn't like grapefruit by right. Yeah, that's that's what I was right? wondering. Was well, that like was what I expected. Orange grapefruit it, or something. Yeah, that was what yeah. I expected it to be. But I I don't know. Maybe I maybe I wasn't looking at the right parts of the massive billboard to understand what that was a direct reference of. But uh, maybe they intended to spell it B U Y. Like, aren't you aren't you curious to <laughs> buy our? Orange All right, wouldn't juice? you? Yeah, wouldn't you at least consider buying our orange that's juice? A, yeah. That's that's an Arrested Development joke. I've never purchased this, but I am by curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How how have you been finding your game developer meetings? Really good. I have I have met some really awesome people so far, uh, and it's only it's only been the first couple of weeks of like putting serious effort into uh, putting the feelers out there. We went yesterday to a to a talk by the guy that did the real escape room game that we went to here. Yep, and that was good. And what, what it does make about? me sad that I don't speak Japanese. <laughs> Yeah, they showed a video of one of the more recent uh, versions of this thing that the Japanese company did in Kyoto, and it was Escape from the fucking baseball stadium. Yeah. And it was like a thousand people at once. Whoa. Crazy baseball stadium-sized puzzle hunt. Really cool. Yeah. A thousand people on one team? No. (laughs) A thousand teams of ten. They were broken up into smaller teams. Okay. 500 te- no 500 teams of 10 that's where the thousand came from um yeah that was pretty cool we had we had uh we've had various drinks and or meals with other other developers we yeah we met we met uh, uh daniel james from from three rings and he was yep. delightful three rings made uh, puzzle pirates and spiral knights yeah we saw the office where they made spiral knights oh, that they're off office is yep. awesome you go through a tardis to get into uh, the room where all of the developers are working, <laughs> and then there's a there's a fully stocked bar, and then there's a bookshelf that you swing open, and there's like a lounge with leather couches inside. Yeah, leather couches, pretty whatever. great. Also, the guy the guy who runs that multi million dollar company and I have the same desk. Nice, <laughs> true. Mm-hmm. Sit stand desk. Yeah, although I don't have it here. Here I just have a kind of a sit and spin desk. I uh, I sit on a sit and spin, and I have <laughs> monitors arrayed all around me. That's how I get an overview of everything that's going on on the internet at the same time. You only have one monitor here. I do only have one monitor here. How do you Man, get any work yeah, done? How do you it's, deal yeah, with that? Weird. I also have a laptop. But you don't use it for work. Sure. But it is another monitor in the room with me, is what I'm saying. Did also you remember to charge your laptop? I did. Cool. Yep. 
I failed to remember. Whenever I tell you to remind me of something, that is just me codifying it in my own mind. Oh. So that it's like, well, he'll either remind me or I will be disappointed that he did not remind me. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah, when I, when, I, when I just consider, when I consider how ashamed I am of you, <laughs> I will remember, why am I ashamed of him? Oh, right, because he didn't remind me to charge my laptop. I should charge my laptop. Good. What have you been up to, Riff? Uh, uh, nothing, nothing exciting. Been learning JavaScript and, uh, you know, bumming around on the internet like usual. How about jQuery? Uh, I, I, I'm familiar with that word, but I don't know what it means. I think jQuery would be of limited use for Riff's purposes. What about... It's more of a web dev thing. ActionScript. Uh, don't action, learn ActionScript. ActionScript is the Flash one, right? Yes. Nah. Don't do it. Screw Stay Flash. Away. <clears throat> Screw the Flash. I'm a Superman <laughs> man through and through. What about, uh, have, you, have you learned to make a good cup of espresso? Uh, Other coffee jokes? Other oh, is that a JavaScript uh, sure. joke? Okay. Riff doesn't drink coffee, and you know that. He drinks Kevin. iced tea. Okay. That's Not one co- step down from coffee. Hmm. Oh, I think the, Do you get I those, think the British don't, would don't object those, to that uh, characterization. Those weird, like... Iced coffee. Oh yeah, you things. do drink. You do drink those yeah. cans of once, frappuccino once in a while, from, from I'll Starbucks. Get those, yeah, those canned. Those uh, are, ah, they taste so canned good. Canned coffee Starbucks things. I do like. Yeah, I do like, like cold coffee. I like like a frappa, mocha, mocha frappuccino, whatever. Yeah, I mean, but you basically like a, a melted. You like a melted milkshake. Yeah, you know, it's pretty just, much it's all, melted it's coffee sh- milkshake. Sugar juice. Yep. Here's what you do. You get a cheaper version of a Frappuccino. You go to Arby's. You get a large Jamocha shake. You put mm. it in the microwave, and you've Ooh. got three Frappuccinos. Jamocha? I can oh, just yeah. drink the mocha shake. I mean, those are pretty delicious. I don't. They are. Man, I know that as a right-thinking, progressive individual who is health-conscious a little bit, at least, and like kind of understands what sort of food you should eat and shouldn't eat... I can say with no shame that Arby's fucking rules. Arby's is awesome, and I will fight anyone who says otherwise. It almost makes me wish that Arby's was a sponsor of this podcast so that this <laughs> would make sense, but I fucking love Arby's. I feel like I've only eaten there three or four times, and they were okay. Like, Wendy's and their Junior Bacon Cheeseburger was this weird revelation. I was like, holy shit, this is so much delicious food for... Nine dollars. Yeah. yeah. Wendy's is really good. I worked a at a Wendy's for like two years after high school, and it's actually pretty, pretty decent food in, as far as ingredients go. I think Wendy's has the best sort of beef of any yeah. hamburger fast food place. It's not like frozen. It, it comes refrigerated, and they just refrigerate it. Huh. Even though the patties are square. Yep. That is not a point of objection. You McDonald's advertising jackals. Do, why do they not have square buns? Why is the whole thing not just square? I kind of like that the burger extends past the edge of the bun because then you feel like you're getting more burger. That is essentially why, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but only in four directions. Right. Right, you're not, it's not like, if it was just a bigger circle. <laughs> Topologically, <laughs> that, Yeah, that would seem weird if it was, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess it does. It does sort of entice you to eat from four sides of the burger in rapid succession. I mean, I do that anyway. I eat around the edge of my burger and then I eat the inside. I also do that with pizza. 
Huh. What? Yeah, it sucks. It it's How does hard that work? and kind of messy. <laughs> well, I'll eat pizza down to like a I'll eat pizza down to like maybe a third of the way down the the isosceles, right? Oh, per slice. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the entire no, yeah, just, no, just no, eat no. all the crust off of an entire 360 degree pizza. I don't ever eat an entire pizza. So this is born of this is born of two things. One is my just sort of like general OCD streak like I do something once and then that's how I have to do it from then on. Uh, so that first time is really important. Well, but I think the 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 genesis of the first time when I when I am eating things, I tend to like if it's a plate of food, I will make it so the last thing that I do in that meal is, is to have bite. one bite of everything. Oh, right. Huh. And okay. So so that's just that's just so that know, explains the like the Skittles, Skittles thing. thing. Yeah, pretty pretty readily. That yeah. that I get. Oh man, the other day. I just poured out an entire bag of Skittles and did that. In the trash. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I was like, oh no, now I'll never know what order I should have eaten those in. <laughs> okay. Here's a question. No, but the pizza. Sorry, you got, I got to finish this pizza okay, story. Sure. Here's what I do. I eat about a third of the way down the isosceles of the pizza, and then I eat around the edge, eat the entire crust, because I don't want the last bite of pizza to be just some shitty, boring-ass crust. Uh, okay. I want the last bite of pizza to be the middle of the pizza. Okay, so yeah, so that was that, that least leads naturally to my question, which was, do you, when eating some foods, eat the stuff that you don't like early so yeah. that you can have the yeah. best for the last? Yeah, yeah. I do that, yeah. That's why I will tend to eat all of the salad first. Oh, you don't like salad? I do. I do. I just, I feel like salad is, is like... Filler. You're not going to be like, oh, I finished my hamburger, and so now as a reward, I'm going to have this salad. Yeah. The other way makes a lot more sense. I've gotten more and more to the point where I will eat the stuff that I like best early, and then sometimes just stop eating the, uh, the stuff I don't like. Wow, that's unlike you. I know. It's... I'm just getting fat, and I hate it. The Kevin that I know just eats everything real fast, and the only the way that you control your portions is by skipping like three quarters <laughs> of your meals. Yeah, well, that is definitely another. It's harder tactic. here in this city where every meal is amazing. Yeah, Riff, what weird food things have you been doing lately? Um, I mixed a whole lot of extra herbs and ingredients into a bowl of hummus today. Ooh, what kind of herbs and ingredients? Uh, I put some oregano and some rosemary and some lemon juice and a couple Ooh, of dashes are... of uh, 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 um, Tabasco. Those are herbs and ingredients. Have you ever actually tried to make hummus from scratch? No, I haven't. That seems I... like a process yeah, with zero like, value. You can just decide the consistency and the flavor and stuff. Yeah. Hummus always tastes the same. No. Plain hummus always tastes the same. So That's you get to decide the flavor you, by just mixing shit into it. You could it. add a lot more lemon juice to it, and it would taste totally you different. You could also do that to base base hummus. Okay, but yeah. base hummus already I, has some I get, lemon juice in it. I get right? that hummus that has the big pile of, of shredded garlic in the middle of the it sabra. anyway. So it's, yeah, so it's, it's really good hummus just on its own. So I feel the, like... Uh, their business model is kind of brilliant. They make a base hummus that they just put in every container, and then they like... The yeah, flavored ones. Doll, a, there's a dollop of variety added yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, and then it is your job to fucking mix that shit up. Although it, my job is always to find the one spinach and artichoke c container, right, in the grocery store because it is either super popular or not at all popular. I haven't, had, I haven't had any of that in a long time. I've I've taken to just having an apple for lunch. 
Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with me? You, well, you eat some uh, peanut butter at the same time. Yeah, well, it's peanut butter on an apple, but a peanut butter on an apple is an apple. Have you tried to make uh, peanut butter apple uh, bugs on a log? No, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, where's, also, where's the log? Where's the bugs? Well, okay, so you, you make, make a log out of, out you of could apple, cut, I guess. Yeah, you, you cut the apple up into log-shaped pieces, and then you put uh, when I When I use my cool them. apple slicer, currants. Well, <laughs> what, are you, what are you, Russian? No, they're just. You know, I'm just trying to keep it proportional to celery and raisins. Aren't currants and raisins the same thing? Currants are tiny raisins. Are they made from tiny grapes or are they? I don't know. Oh, man. Yesterday, it was so adorable. The neighbor kid was like, there's a raisin growing here. And what? I wanted to be like, it's not how raisins work, you little fucking idiot. Wait, where was this? But like, I didn't do Oh, that. you mean like in the backyard yeah. or something? I see. Yeah, well, you know, you know how when our neighbor kids constantly scream things? And anytime our windows are open, we we hear nothing but the neighbor kids. You're sure. not aware of that. You're I, right there I, by the your desk is closer to a window. I than tune mine everything is, out. I'm really good at that. I feel like oh, there's a lot of time when you're talking to me, but I'm just sort of staring at you blankly. I feel like that too. <laughs> Riff, how are your neighbors? Uh, well, we've got a screaming child as well. Uh, Do you? Really? That's well, a, I mean, that's yeah, I, I'm sure you guys must have heard this collection of screaming children that exist at the apartment complex back of the alley. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely kids back there. There's that one kid who is already cooler than I will ever be because of his sweet fucking kid and play hairstyles. Do you ever see that kid? I Do you think ever go out so. I, smoke uh, lately? Uh, not lately, I, since I quit, but... Uh, there's I have, a kid from the apartment complex. I think I have seen the, the kid you're referring afro. to. I did see, a, yeah, I saw a kid with like a sweet afro, and then I saw a kid who had, I, I don't remember exactly what his head was shaped like, but I remember it was like, oh, that must be that afro kid. He has topiaried his sweet afro into a sweet something else. I don't remember what it was, though. Like what? I do not recall. It might have been a cylinder. Okay. But I feel like that's just a kind of afro. Yeah. If you saw a bush that was a cylinder, you wouldn't say, look at that topiary, would you? I I guess maybe you hmm, would. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, we have some sweet sphere topiary in the front of the office. <laughs> oh, this is a bush. This this bush has been, uh, has been meticulously cut down until it looks exactly like a natural bush. So currants are just made from really small grapes. So huh. currants and raisins are literally the same thing. I guess so. It's just a difference of scale. I've, I've sure. never seen... Do they, do they not sell the grapes that they make the currants out of? Black Corinth grapes. Corinth grapes, huh? That's what it says. I bet they sell little grapes. You know, sometimes you go to a restaurant and there's a, you get like a cheese plate and it will have like some little bitty grapes on it and you're like, where the fuck did you get grapes that small? Are these grapes that are like halfway through the process of becoming a raisin? Does it take a while before they... Do they get smaller before they get wrinklier? Huh. Is that what you say when you get that cheese plate? Corinthian and sometimes, raisins. is there some butter on the cheese plate? And you're like, wow, what kind of cheese is this? This is weird. And then somebody's like, hey, you're eating butter, you dipshit. And then you realize, you know, there's a lot of kinds of cheese that are not that different than butter. It's true. that ever happened to you guys? I have Corinthian never seen this butter on a cheese plate. Well, because sometimes there's bread on the cheese plate and sometimes they give you some butter and then you think it's a kind of cheese oh, right. and then you're embarrassed in front of the entirety of France. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be that that's only happened to me. Was your Have picture you guys, in the French newspaper? 
It was, yeah, yeah. It was like me with the Eiffel Tower in the background, and it was like, dipshit eats butter. <laughs> Americans, ha ha ha. It was the French word for dipshit, though. Uh, uh, I don't know what that would be. Yeah, well, so think. there's the French dip, so it's that's au jus, <laughs> and then au jus merde. Yeah, au jus merde is French for dipshit. Huh. Have you guys been playing any video games? <laughs> sure. Uh, I've, I've been playing uh, Crossword Dungeon, um, which is by one of the, the people that I've met out here in San Francisco, uh, and that's been... Who, that's been right. who made that? Did I meet the person that made that? No. Um, Hebion, I think is his name. Evion? You know that's naive backwards. Sure. Uh, I can look it up if you give me like five more seconds. Ebion. Ebion Alvarez Buya. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Um, yeah, uh, it's interesting. It's uh, it's basically a role playing game that takes place inside a crossword grid, and each each square that you traverse, you get a selection of eight letters, and you um, pick one. And if it's the correct letter for the clue that you get to see based on where you are in the grid then it's it's a critical hit and it instantly kills the monster and otherwise it does some damage and then they hit you uh, and then it tells you that it's the wrong letter yeah so you you're sort of like solving do you can you move around independently of where the clues are or are you in a lo- in a fixed location like you have to keep trying this word until you solve it you are on the grid anytime you get to a junction of where two words meet you could go off the okay off the current clue but you have to you basically have to solve. I mean, it's not hard. The The clues are not tricky in a lot of cases. Are they... Is it like a New York Times crossword, or is it like a grade school crossword? It is a procedural crossword, so it is like neither. Well, so do you end up with any, like, say, 4x4 four four or 5x5 five five grids of letters, or you do, do you not. just end up with intersecting... It's almost like, all intersecting. cryptic crossword style I have, single I think I have seen a... I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I don't think... I, I was going to say, I, was, I think maybe I've seen a 2x2, two two, but I, I, I doubt that. It's almost all uh, just crossed. It seems like crossed it would require letters. a significant content investment. Like, you could... There are probably hundreds of clues, not that many, not thousands. So only hundreds of possible words? Yeah. Huh, that then it just seems like uh, they did a bad job well, <laughs> of making seems, a crossword puzzle generator. It seems limited in scope. Like, I feel like I also hit the, the sort of RPG content cap where there were just was no more there's no more variety in monsters of, of any kind or whatever and I'm still continuing to level and it's just more and more do you think no so so I mean something that seems to be remarkable about word realms that I don't think of as being remarkable at all because I understand that it just didn't really take us very long well, was the whole just I mean it took it is you, you I am guessing that it took creation us a lot of work or time, but but I'm guessing I'm guessing that it took us twenty dude days of paid time to to make ten thousand. But it also took taunts. in real world. It took a lot of real time, world time, but we like also there was not there was not a tremendous amount of pressure sure. to do it. And yes, yeah, during that year, I spent about four days on it. And it wasn't like I was thinking about it in the meantime because you didn't know what you were supposed to write until you had the thing spit out a word sure. for you to write a thing about. But you also I wonder, like it's, you had juice. Yeah, I mean, yes, you're right that I do have juice. <laughs> <laughs> I 
current uh, juice. Yeah. Corinthian current juice. Yeah. Uh, I never feel hurried because I got the juice, right. like Darius Rucker in that Burger King commercial says. Um, no, never, never feel nervous? You never feel nervous because you got the juice. There's a train of ladies coming with a nice caboose. Have you seen that commercial? I'm not. It is fucking amazing. Riff, have you seen the tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch commercial from maybe five or six years ago <laughs> with Darius Rucker from Hootie and the Blowfish? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. It is, it is a commercial of a staggering level of weirdness and quality. Huh. It's like a song. It's like a song that is loosely based on the Big Rock Candy Mountain except it's just about being in a weird... Like, I, I almost feel like it was a response to the, like, Old Spice commercials, right? It was, like, very much oh, in, this is like a recent in that commercial. vein. Yeah, it was, like, five or six years ago, I think. Okay. Uh, man, yeah, so, so sorry if, to, for this derail, but find, <laughs> find that shit. It's, it's indelible once you, once you see it. Uh, yeah. What the fuck was I talking about? Writing, writing those taunts. How long, I mean, how long do you think it would take us to write 10,000 crossword clues? I bet we could do it in two weeks if that's all we had to do. If between me and Riff and between me and Riff and Josh, but good clues are much harder than. Yeah, but I'm not concerned with quality. Look at anything <laughs> I've ever done. Are they funny clues or are they just regular? Clues? They could be funny clues. I mean, so the the thing that you would not end up with would be ten thousand clues of even difficulty. Right. Right. So you'd have to start. You'd have to start doing some data collection. Right, you'd have to start. You'd have to start doing some some standardized testing <laughs> tricks, right? To to figure out like, ah, all right, let's let's make some sort of weird captcha game <laughs> where <laughs> people are really solving these without realizing that too, they're because you get like all testing. sorts of ancillary motivation. So the, in this game, the tiles as you level up, you like acquire more skills, and some of the tiles become themed like. Uh, if you level up your intelligence, you get a bonus to your uh, experience gain, and also some of the tiles become plus 10 XP tiles. And so, in terms of advancing your character... You'll guess, you'll use those tiles even if you know they're yes. not in the word, because, yeah. that's And that was the case. That, so, this is a game where I have purposely tried to keep the amount of damage I do low, because if I do more damage, I will kill things faster, and I'll, all I want to do is collect all the like bonus tiles every time I encounter them. And I think from a certain point of view, that means that it is badly designed. The, 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 it, the system if are, it encourages are, that. If if some yeah. of its rewards are actively harmful to a to a style of play that the systems reward, then you know I mean I can't talk too much shit about it because we full on just did that with KOL. Oh yeah I mean and it's, it's awful. it is easy to it's easy to fall into that trap and, and to not realize that that's what's happening. Because you want to do something clever, right? I mean, you want to be like, you, you say, well, it would be cool if you could use these tiles and get 10 XP, but then you don't think, well, that means that I'm going to reward people for extending combat to long enough to get more of these. Right. You know, and if it doesn't occur to you, like, because people well, are super degenerate, you either start play. with one of these or, or say you start with one of these or you don't get one at all, and it's always a letter that's actually in the word, say, is probably how I would approach that knowing what I know. But then you start to, then you get this metagame thing where it's like, oh, well, this has a bonus on it. That must mean it's part of the word. Right. So now that's additional information. But maybe that's just an extra reward. Reward. It's <laughs> additional information about the clue. 
Um, I think we could write 10,000 crossword clues in two weeks. In Let's do it. to that. Uh, think of all the things we could do with that. I can think of like one. Right. <laughs> uh, did you, you, you played Pixel This and did not like it. That is true. I, that sounds it's like It's a cross game. But oh the, the yeah, it wasn't was like somebody 10. that somebody on Twitter said that they made it was free. It. I didn't. Uh, I didn't dislike it. It's just that I think I, I ended up going in and buying a puzzle pack. Hmm. Uh, just because I do, I enjoy a ten by ten Picross, but I kind of feel like it's it's like knitting or like doing a word find or something. Yeah. Like right, there's it is. It is very difficult to make a challenging ten by ten Picross. That yeah, when I first saw the app and saw that like there were a bunch of color pictures in it, I was like, oh, they're color yeah, Picross, which is which is way a whole different game. Uh, but no, they're just they're just binary Picross that then colors in when you solve them. So, um, yeah, so those are the two iOS games I've been playing. I played a couple other games way back at uh, at Indiecade. That I don't think I ever talked about. Uh, do you remember? Did we? We did we didn't talk about like Bacon Thief, right? I don't remember if we did or not, but you should. Uh, so that was. So there's this game called Rainbow Bacon, um, which apparently, which neither Zach or I knew, is apparently um, based on a game called Bacon Thief or Steal the Bacon. Steal the Bacon. Yeah, yeah. which is something that kids play in school yeah like where the teacher i don't know jake said yeah like where the teacher puts a an eraser a chalkboard eraser on top of a trash can and then everybody has to run in and grab it yep. and we were like what the fuck are you talking about right yeah what? and then we were I've like oh wait we're old never heard of that <laughs> yeah so yeah. apparently that is called steal the bacon um so there is a a game that uses. oh you mean like heads up seven up that uses uh um playstation move controllers and the person running the game has control over uh, what color the PlayStation Move controller changes. And so each the, like, player, there's five people to a team, and you have two teams facing each other, and, in the, and you place on the ground in the middle of them, you know, they're like separated by 20 feet or something. Um, in the ground on the middle of them is a PlayStation Move controller, and every player has a uh, colored bandana that they tie to their arm so that, that each player is assigned a unique, each player on each team is assigned a unique color. Each team has that's like a corresponding player on either side. Um, and so then the controller can flash red. And so then the people that have the red bandanas have to run out and grab it and bring it back to their side. And if they do that, they get two points. But if they pick up whoever, if you're holding the, the bacon and uh, the, the person from the other side comes in and tags you with both hands, then that team gets one point. Uh, and so there is... You can either be super fast, grab it, and run back out. And, and it's both physical, like, running and agility, but also the mental awareness to notice that, hey, that's my color. I need to run in and grab it. Um, so there's, like, a, there's a little bit of, of that, both of that going on. But then also uh, it changes up in, in later rounds where sometimes multiple colors will flash or the colors will come in and then turn off, and then you have to stop moving. Uh, and then another color will come in, so somebody else will come in and try to grab it. And depending on how our, the players are oriented when they had to freeze in the play field, that can become more or less challenging for one hmm. side or the other. It's 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 really kind of a neat physical, you know, place like like basically a playground, schoolyard game, 
but formalized and and with some technology behind it. Did you not feel I, I felt and and this was fun and it's a cool idea, but I felt that like the the rules were so just sort of weird and mushy and involved like, oh well, who decides who decides like whether you stopped moving after the light went off fast enough or whatever, and who determines whether like you know you verified that you hit him with two hands or whatever? Sportsmanship. It seems well, sure, but that just seems it seems like just an obvious descendant of like a JS Joust, but JS Joust is built such that you just can't really cheat, and there's no there's there there's no like referee that has to be responsible for making a bunch of decisions, right? Like there's this a play area that you could potentially step out of in JS Joust or whatever, right? Like uh, Yeah, but you you could also like you could enforce an area in which the controllers had to be via via Bluetooth an impartial range. computer observer, right? Whereas this, it just you know, it felt it makes sense having having had it compared to like the 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 kids playground game that it was based on because the rules for kids playground games are bullshit because kids don't know how to make games right and teachers don't give a shit but they're fun they are but i mean so is so is like just so like so is a like oh, all right we're playing dodgeball is by which i mean we're just throwing balls at each other's because referees faces. fuck up calls sometimes no Ah, uh, that's an ex- that's you know that's a good point. So I mean, like sports, sports are sure. just rife with this kind of thing where human judges decide things all the time, and you know they're doing the best they can, but they make mistakes. I mean, instant replay has had a significant impact on the ability to make informed horse decisions. Horse races. Say what? On the ability to make horse races. Make horse races. Yeah. yeah. You get a photo finish. Um. Yeah, like horse races. Who decided who would win those when they were neck and neck? The jockeys themselves. They just asked, "Hey guys, who won?" Huh. I was, I assume that if it's neck and neck, then the jockeys have a knife fight. Oh, that's a good point. Do they have to be on the horses when they have the knife fight? Oh, I don't know. I, that's probably that's probably a different rule from state to state. I mean, they, the jockeys carry knives because they need to occasionally, like, cut open a vein on the top of the horse's neck to drink its blood for sustenance right. so that they can race further. Yeah. Oh. For the those long-distance races, yeah. The other game that I wanted to mention uh, was kind of awesome. Um, it was called SMS Racing, and the, it was technically not that... Uh, impressive in the sense that it was just the like I think it was just the unity racing demo Um, but the added sort of layer to this game was that um, periodically when you were playing the game you would get a text message and you had to swoop the camera down so that you weren't looking at where you were driving and respond to the text message and if you didn't do it in time the the game would be over because your friends would be super disappointed with you for not responding to their text message. And so you had to split your attention between driving and text messaging. And invariably you were just like running off the road and running into things and stuff like that. So you had to like do the, do the best time around the track that you possibly could while also responding to these text messages in a time sensitive manner. Um, 
and it was both an awesome political statement and kind of a funny, difficult game. Um, and it was just very much in the sort of like, did you play it or did you just watch people? I played it. It's hard. Uh, it was especially hard because you couldn't type the message on the keyboard. You had to hunt and peck. Oh man. Yeah, it was, it was hard. Are you to use the like PlayStation two input method where it's a fake text keyboard? I had to use the mouse to choose my letters or whatever, but that was, it was, yeah. Like great idea though. Right. Cause it's, it's both a political statement and, and, uh, and tricky. There's also Werner Herzog came out with a documentary about texting while texting driving. While driving. Uh, it's pretty depressing. About how dangerous it is. Well, just like he interviews people that were both injured, like families of people, people who are on the giving and the receiving end of death. Yeah. <laughs> while texting while driving. Yeah, actually. It's, well, I, I'm, I, my joke was that you can't interview somebody who was on the receiving end. Well, of you death. can before they die. Oh, really? Were there some people in the process of dying in the hospital? Because Oh, was there somebody... Okay, it was like the wife in Signs where uh, somebody was texting while driving and now I'm pressed against this tree and once they back the car up, all the blood's going to fall out of my chest hole. For now, right. I'm fine. As long as the car's here, I can still make some weird foreshadowing baseball jokes. Yep. Yeah, just That's, like the movie Signs. <laughs> <laughs> movie Signs. Uh, you know, by, by noted director, Werner Herzog. <laughs> how, uh, how have your game playings been going? Are, are you asking me? I am. Are you asking me, Zach? I am asking you, Zach. Uh, you know, there's, there's Spelunky. Yep. As there is. There's, um, there's Hearthstone. Okay. As there is. Both of those have daily play components. They do. They do. I played a little bit of uh, Device 6 ah, for iOS. Nice. It's really cool, but I am dumb. So there are two issues. One is that I'm a, I'm a dummy. I'm, okay. a big, I'm a big, dumb, stupid head, and so I can't figure out even the simplest baby puzzles in this game. The second one is that... I've only played it while pooping so far, and I don't normally have a pen with me while I'm pooping. Although, uh, <laughs> did you hear the one about the constipated mathematician? He no. said, ah, I'll just work it out with a pencil. Um, That's awful. <laughs> yeah. It's a classic. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you'd also need something to write on if you were going to play device six while you're at. You so, can't write on the screen? So here's the thing that the fucking year walk guys are fond of. Hey, let's just make you memorize a goddamn sequence of left and right motions. <laughs> like, yeah, the year walk was not so much that I, didn't, I couldn't actually. I, I found it. it worse in year walk than in device six, which is also a game that I played. Mm. Um, but uh, I don't, I didn't write anything down while playing it. And I don't, I, I mean, I, there were definitely things where I had to remember like, a sequence of three things, but I don't remember well, so it being that bad. One peculiarity of my physiology that I should mention is I can only poop when I'm super, super drunk. <laughs> uh, so that probably explains I why I have such a hard time playing puzzle games while I poop. We didn't ever actually talk. We have not recorded a video games hot dog since the Gaming Insider Summit. Correct. So we didn't talk about our, uh, our, our first experiences with the Oculus Rift. That's true. It was pretty good. 
you'd you, look up and there was some snow and then you walked into a cathedral and then there was a big magma guy in a chair and then when he stood up you knew that it was time for you to stop using the oculus rift <laughs> that was pretty good i don't forget i don't remember what the what cast our demo we played it was just the default uh apparently it was some game that comes with unity that's just like robot murder or something okay um <clears throat> but there weren't even any enemies it was just like an it was just like a third person there camera were, run around and shoot there were enemies there was something shooting me when there, i played really yeah Huh. Somebody must have already shot them all by the time I put on the cast R. The cast R is really cool. It's neat. What, what I talked is about the it cast a bunch. R? I, yeah, the the uh what is it? Her name is Jerry Ellsworth. Yep. Um she, she named after Ellsworth, the character from Deadwood. She worked at uh Valve. And then they were not interested in their crazy project, so they are now trying to launch it on their own. She and uh, she and Ellsworth from Deadwood also have the same notable quote on their LinkedIn profile. Fuck us all for the limp dick cocksuckers we are. <laughs> so the cast AR. I don't, know. Is I don't the, know that Jerry Ellsworth from Cast AR actually ever said that. That's like uh, the the Oculus Rift competitor. It's not. It's, it's not different. a competitor. It's a different thing. They have what is it? They have VR. If you like flip down reflectors, you can just. Whoa! It, really? Yeah, it's got three different modes. Whoa! So you can like flip down a thing like Dwayne Wayne from. Uh, What's yes? Fuck! What was that spinoff of the Cosby Show? A different world. Yeah, <laughs> so you can flip that down, and it will become like VR goggles. Uh, but but they are different than the Oculus Rift in that the they have projective augmented projected augmented reality where oh okay they they are actually projecting light out into the scene, and only really only you can see it through back through the goggles. Guys, Jesus Christ! Okay, so. The the you pan you pan in from the left and you see Dwayne Wayne uh-huh. with his with his clip on shades flipped up. Yep. It says Lisa Bonet. Then he flips his his clip ons down and it says eight no basil. <laughs> I think I think you might have something here. Yeah. I, have new, I have a new palindrome based spinoff I, of I so, think you just wrote their advertising. All of the jokes that I just wrote the advertising for this show from the eighties. Yes. Uh, let me tell you about my let me tell you about my brilliant scarecrow and Mrs. King campaign. <laughs> it's 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 a remake of a perfect world. Dwayne Wayne is played by himself. I don't even know who that guy is. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the name of a character or an actor. Um, all I remember is the flip down clip on shades. On the glasses. Did you see uh, the SNL sketch, sketch, which was uh, Wes Anderson's invasion by sinister people or whatever? It was Ed Norton playing Owen Wilson. Okay. <laughs> fucking. I mean, if you've not seen this, you should watch this after, I after did, the show. I did get stoned the other night and spend a long time on YouTube watching videos of celebrities doing impressions of other celebrities. Oh, yeah? That was pretty entertaining. Huh. <laughs> that seems like a good... That seems like a good... Yeah, I can recommend that. <laughs> you know, you gotta do something to unwind. Right. You might as well watch fucking Bradley Cooper do a lot of impressions of people. YouTube, man. Like... That is a rabbit hole. It is, mm-hmm. but not usually. Usually I can walk away from it, 
but but sometimes sometimes if I'm in like you know what I'm just gonna relax and let some shit happen yeah. mode TED yeah. talks never are ends like an unending stream TED of talks are too long stuff. Yeah, right TED talks you, are too you long. Get, you some need of a, them are really good though sure some of them are really good but you got to have like a 45 minute attention span and that is not a thing that I ever have the, and although was, I just said TED talks are too long but among the things I've been watching have been like two hour glitch speed runs of Ocarina of Time. <laughs> It was an hour oh, and 20 Jesus minutes Christ. that I totally you watched guys it. Talk it was about, so good. Talk about that. That was oh, that amazing. That thing is so awesome. I yeah. watched a little bit of it over uh, over Kevin's shoulder. It was oh, great. The, the bit where he doesn't have the ocarina, so he plays a song on the hook shot. Well, and then just later the most plays a song on the thing. bomb. Yes, he plays and a song it takes on the up bomb. his entire head. <laughs> yeah, it's it was just it was just like it was like the bomb was his head. And he was just holding the sides of his face, and then like because it was like a teleportation song or whatever, the bomb just hangs there in midair and he flies away. And I'm like, oh my god, that's so creepy and weird. You know, I feel like if if it wasn't just taken as writ that Ocarina of Time is a really good game you would look at this and think, what is this buggy bullshit? Yeah. Like, how did this ever get out the door? And, and they, I mean, so that, sure, there are some bugs or whatever, but the fact that they are, like, exploiting dozens or hundreds of different weird things, the, the apparently the jars, it, it, in certain circumstances, just are used to just destroy yeah, the game because they, 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 they like, write, overwrite they can, inventory spaces or something to, or data registers to other things and it's <laughs> yeah it's like alright so I've got this fish in a jar so I'm going to drop it on the ground and pick it back up and drop it on the ground yep. and pick it back up <laughs> and because I had a hammer in my C button and yeah, a yeah, hook throw, shot in my B button 13 deco nuts on the ground and this means that the next time I teleport I will teleport to the end credits <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep Super, super weird. How does somebody <laughs> find this video if they want to look for it on the internet? Uh, look at Riff's Twitter feed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How? What? At Riff let's Riff? let's maybe let's maybe answer that question in a different in, in way. a sane way. Uh, I can look it up. Yeah. It, there's a guy. I think his name is Sonic something. If that makes sense. That does a lot of speedrun stuff, and this was a live stream from a charity fundraiser video game thing you know that's something that i would actually like to talk about a little bit this this whole notion of playing video games for charity like is this a weird time that we have gotten to in our cultural history where people are doing things that they consider fun to raise money for other causes i mean i think enthusiastic joggers have been doing something that they think is fun to raise money for causes but for decades people right? don't necessarily go and watch them i guess do they yeah sure there's, there's family there's charity events outside you know and people i don't know guy an old man will throw you some watermelon i might be confusing charity runs with the stephen king uh, novella the long walk <laughs> the long that's the one man. where if you don't make enough money for your charity they shoot you right <laughs> yep that's what charity is. Are there other things besides? I guess. I guess my dad hits me up every year for his golf charity. Do you ever give him any money? Yeah, I give him some money. What the fuck? That is not okay. How can I not give my dad money for a charity? Does he immediately give it back to you because he's your fucking dad? No. <sighs> I'm an adult now. He's a. He, you're. He's retired. He's a nuclear physicist slash rocket scientist with a military pension. 
Yes. Also, he's your dad. That money is supposed to go one fucking direction. Unless you, unless you like invent post-its or something, then it's okay for you to give your dad some money. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It's totally fine for you to give your dad money to play golf. That seems like exactly the kind of thing that you want to do. I don't know. How come I never give your dad any money? To have play you golf? never have you never had a had a parent ask you for like a social cause? No. Really? I mean, my dad tried to get me to be a good person. Okay. <laughs> good luck with that, am I right? <laughs> okay, so the the guy's uh YouTube handle is Cosmo Speedruns. Cosmo. That's and I believe the one that we're talking about is the glitched all medallions in one hour eighteen oh five. Yeah. So if you search for yeah, entertaining. that will come up. Yeah, it was so good. Because there was the there was the live uh speedrun that was Ocarina of Time in like ten minutes or something. Yeah, I saw that one. That was that was interesting, but it, this to one, a, to this, a certain extent, this one, like the fact that this one is less glitchy, yeah. like he actually moves through more of the actual spaces in the game well, that and, you recognize as video game things. And uses more like, glitches. Like that was the thing that was cool was that like, yeah, it, he, he used was a wider variety of things. Yeah. Yeah. And in interesting combinations, right? Like he's like, okay, well, I'm not going to ever equip a sword in this game because that allows me to do a crazy thing like half an hour from now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to equip this jar in my C slot now because 20 minutes from now that's going to have that's going to be super important. I'm going to set up this teleport spot so that 20 minutes from now I can do this other thing. And it's like setting up all of this crazy shit. It's a weird it's a weird thing because I feel like a lot of the times, you know, the if somebody figured out a way to just glitch out of the opening cutscene of a game and skip to the end cutscene of a game. <laughs> right. Yeah, speed run. <laughs> woo! That's clearly fucking boring, right? But There's somewhere in the middle, I mean, and I like I tend to not like tool assisted speedruns that operate on you know like the fucking what I, I would really like to see a Metroid speedrun on the zoomed out map that didn't use that fucking thing where you go inside a door and jump up and teleport to the bottom of the screen right, right? like yeah. I would like to see an actual like legit playthrough of Metroid where you're watching the entire world at the same time, but you know nobody's gonna. Uh, maybe might do that. Yeah, maybe somebody's done that, but but still, I mean, I mean, you could also just what you could probably do is just figure out some way to edit that video together on a map of Metroid because the map of Metroid actually fits together, right? There's no right. there's no goofy overlaps or anything. But like that that Link's Awakening speed run where the guy. The guy is talking about what he's doing as though it's perfectly normal yes. and just not acknowledging any of the glitchy shit that's happening. That, that makes it all okay. Yep. Right? It's like, that was just sort of inherently entertaining. Huh. I've not seen that, though. That sounds yeah. awesome. But for whatever reason, I don't know. I feel, I feel as though there is, there is a purity to a non-glitch run of a game that makes me more inclined to watch it like more inclined to like consider it as a work you know and actually sit mm-hmm. through the entire thing than there is with a, a one that uses a bunch of bugs anthony birch started a tumblr recently that is no wrong way to play which i think is really interesting he's he just every week he posts a new thing that is a different like is a non-standard way to play a video game and sometimes it's like speed run type stuff and other times it's yeah, we're like Tom Francis's like 
playing Skyrim using nothing but illusion. Okay. Or whatever. Did he do that? He played I think the- so, yeah. I might be confusing him with one of the other Crate and Crowbar guys. They had an entire run of... Well, I don't know what it means to do an entire run. I think they played a bunch of Skyrim. Somebody posted something recently about a Skyrim mod that just starts you oh, as right. a random person yeah. in a random place in Skyrim. That sounds fucking you great. Can, you pick a class. Oh, like, do you? Yeah, like hunter or thief or oh. whatever. But then it puts you in a spot that's like appropriate for that. Like, if you're a merchant, you can end up like behind a stall, or you can end up in jail. Or you there was a up- mod that was just Skyrim without the story quest. I am huh. there. Really? Yes. Yes. Have you never met me before? So I just, hate that shit. Here's, here's the thing. Start a game of Skyrim and don't do any story I quests. I did. I did the last time that I did all the all the Skyrim play. I mean, I that's when I, you know, I played through all the the DLC. Uh-huh. Um and I did it as a as a sneaky thief archerman. And how did and, that uh, how did that go? It was great. It was fun. It was exactly as fun as when I fucking saved the world and went to fucking Valhalla. Okay. <laughs> like Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> this is where you go when you die if you're a Viking. Death is where you're a Viking. Yeah, death. Yeah, that's that's where <laughs> death, that's where you're a Viking. Well, Riff, have you been playing anything else of note? Um, other than, um, uh, well, I played a bunch of stuff, but since it's been so long, I've forgotten a lot of them. But the well, two We also things, don't have a lot of time, so that's convenient. Yeah, the, the two things of note that I've played uh, were Device 6, which is absolutely awesome. I feel like they totally nailed that, like, the prisoner, like, late 60s spy TV show aesthetic, and the music is amazing. And everybody should play it, even if you're even if you're terrible at at baby adventure game puzzles. That does seem to really be like that period with that specific kind of graphic design seems to be a popularization of the just like kind of weird alternate reality meta narrative fascination. Hmm. Like it's it it kind of seems like the 60s is the first time that you could have had something like that cuz that's because when that's the first time everybody started doing acid <laughs> I, I i honestly kind of wonder why i feel that way like I, you know cuz i mean there's you could argue that like the incident at owl creek bridge is alternate reality no but it's like it's like a twilight zone right sure. i mean the, mm-hmm. like and there's there's a lot of stuff that has what I think of as a sort of a modern story sophistication that's real fucking old, I'm sure. But for whatever reason, like, The Prisoner... And, and, and like, I, part of me wonders if what it is, is the 60s is when... is the first time that there were, like, 500 television shows. And so some of them were fucking weird. I mean, as opposed to the just... the space programs were becoming real things. Like, there was a bunch of stuff to capture the imagination. Yeah. I guess technology started getting scary. Yeah. Yeah. Nuclear holocaust was a... Imminent threat. Yeah. Mm. Ever present. Yeah. Yeah. Device 6 seems real good. I am at the point where you have to memorize a uh, a 10 long sequence of left and rights while pooping. You mean like a phone number? (laughs) If it was just a number, I'd be able to remember it. If it's like so turn it into a number, it's left, binary. R- I think it goes left, right, right, left. Oh man, that's n- no. <laughs> man, I got important poops to make. 
you, you, it would be a single number. It's not even more than 64 I, or whatever. I constantly find myself wishing that I had a whiteboard in front of the toilet that I could write on with my feces. Just, I think just, maybe what I should do instead <laughs> is just get a piece of paper and a pen and leave it in the bathroom. Well, sure. just just get some, tear off some strips of toilet paper and do like a horizontal strip is a, is a left and a vertical strip is a right and you just put them on the ground in front of you. Or as your, a, yeah, but then when I stand up, stand the wind, the wind of my passage will will <laughs> will scatter it. It'll be lost. It'll ah, uh, this is worse than the burning of the library at Alexandria. <laughs> as a as a Christmas present one year, I gave you a music stand. That's true. And you were like, "What?" And I was like, "Oh, this is for in front of the toilet in the bathroom." You're like, "Oh, that's fucking yes, brilliant!" Exactly. <laughs> I went from being confused by I went from being confused to being just thrilled with the most thoughtful gift anyone has ever given me, because I had complained that I couldn't. I didn't. I hadn't read my giant Far Side anthology that I got, the giant hardcover tomes of the Far Side, because the Far Side is the kind of thing that you only read on the toilet, and you don't want to sit with like a forty-pound book on your lap while you're taking a dump. So he got me a music stand to put in front of the toilet, and it's still there. But it's that's in front of my like primary toilet, which is in Phoenix. And, this the the one when here in the apartment really in San Francisco. This crap. is just a toilet of opportunity. <laughs> device six and what else? Uh, papers. Please. More like device two, number two. <laughs> I see. Papers, I played. Please? I played uh, papers, please. <laughs> toilet <Yeah>. papers, please. <laughs> and it, it turns out that despite how how dry and terribly boring it sounds when you get told what the concept is, it's really actually very compelling and intense. I discovered. It's a good game. Yeah. I can attest to that. Just the, the way that it it built, it layers on more and more things that you have to be observant of in as little time as you possibly can, but penalizes you for every mistake you make due to going too fast. It, it creates where you're this balance where you're trying to you know, move as quickly as possible, but also as accurately as possible. And it's, it's, uh, it's really compelling. And also they did a lot of really interesting, um, I don't know what to call it, like moral dramas, just these situations that it presents you with that where you have to make a decision of if you want to stick to the letter of the law or do something nice to help this person, even though you're going to be penalized for it and you're still on the clock so you have to make this decision as quickly as possible and uh, just plot things that happen are all really fascinating so oh, cool uh, yeah none of us uh, talked about candy box 2 oh yeah um, yeah yeah it's a good game it's, it was really good it, it seemed a lot shorter than candy box 1 I, I got I think, through all of Candy Box Two in like it, one day. So I think that's a testament to it having been designed more as a game. Yeah, I think uh, that is. I think that is actually a strength because I yeah, feel like oh yeah, I agree. Candy Box One relied very heavily on you spending a bunch of time with it just open to yeah. accumulate resources. And Candy this Box one, Two seemed less like it rewarded that. Also, yeah, you didn't. You. Did, I don't feel like you needed to do that much at all. Except the for diminishing returns in terms of max hit points seemed to kick in yeah. way earlier. The only time I left it for any significant amount of time, purposely to farm anything, was uh, 
when I left myself fighting a giant teapot for four yeah. hours while I did some actual work that day. Yeah, I just I realized that that wasn't progressing if it was in a in a non-focused tab. Oh, yeah, mm. that was. I don't know if that's just a, a vagary of Chrome's JavaScript virtual machine or what, but huh. uh, HTML. Put it in its own tab off to the side, and it was fine. And then I got the spoon. Spoilers. <laughs> I don't actually know that I have a whole lot to say about Candy Box 2. No. It was fun. It It is definitely worth checking out. It has a fantastic puzzle in it that is reminds me of Star Seed. Oh, the The Cyclops Cyclops puzzle? The Cyclops puzzle is really good. Yeah, that was super good. I was really impressed by that. Yeah. And that is, I feel like, a, a rare puzzle type that is extremely pleasing to interact with. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if you could make a game using those rules that was mm. compelling. I mean, part of the problem was once you knew, once you had divined the verbs, it becomes a little, it becomes more just a puzzle instead of the like. Right, because the the first part of it is figuring out what the hell is going on. Yeah, and that was just so super fascinating. Yeah, and like it just you, there is just a rapid fire like sequence of insights, insights. and yeah, it was yeah. really really satisfying. Yeah. Like you had done it, and then you watched over my shoulder as was I was doing so it, and yeah. I could like just, just I could just feel you being satisfied again. Yeah, because <laughs> it was like just over and over again. You were like you would hit the same sort of stumbling block I did, and then you would try some things, and then you would realize the same thing. And I was like, oh, that is so good. It's so awesome to see like that happening in real time. Yeah, somebody hire that guy. Yeah, he's like got a thing on his about page looking for an internship. Yeah, is, is it just some sort of French kid or something? I don't know. Is he French? I think so. I want to say yes. I want to say yes. I'm probably wrong. Who are some French developers? Isn't the guy that made Rayman and Dishonored French? That sounds familiar. Uh, okay. I know Rayman is a French team. Was am I thinking of something else? It's probably not Dishonored. The Dishonored guy is French. I think all of Dishonored is French. It's pretty good. All right. Uh, sorry, we are uh, we we do not have as much time as I would like to have. So beep. Uh, anything in the news that's of any interest to to y'all gentlemen? Um, new iPads coming out day or so, depending on when you hear this. Um, you gonna get it, one? Uh, yeah, I've been saving up for one. I'm gonna go go get one when it comes out. Um, another hundred games got through green light today and all of them except one are games that were successful kickstarters wow all of them yeah and all of them were games that i've never heard of hmm. so this it might be, might be getting time for us to look into putting word yeah, realms we on there uh... they were probably almost all in the top 100 though so that's that's a, a major stumbling block in terms of actually getting recognized. Well, I, I mean, we've got. I don't, I don't think there were a hundred games in the first in the top hundred that Riff hadn't heard of. There were. Plus, I mean, we have we have. Uh, like, if we put a thing on KOL that says, "Hey, would you like to greenlight Word Realms?" We'll get thousands of hits. Yeah, but not hundreds of thousands, yeah, which is what we would need. Eighty thousand, I guess, is sort of where people peg the yeah the response because even if you know even if you have 
150,000 people see something, it is... The, all those people have to have a Steam account and be willing to like go to this other thing and click on yeah. something. Like it's there is yeah. So I mean, you just a, you you end up with a fraction. You end up with a fraction of the people that you tell to do a thing doing a thing. And yeah. I don't know that we have the I don't know that we have the reach to do that just on the strength of of the existing audience. You know, it, it's in progress. Where there's there is a there is a video that's just waiting for notes from from Kevin. Yep. Which is waiting for me to turn Kevin loose from other more important projects, <laughs> other projects that I think are more important. Speaking of Steam, though, they're up to sixty-five million accounts. Sixty-five million games. Well, over over three thousand games. But I own sixty-five million Steam games yeah. that I will never play. Okay. <laughs> and eight that I will. It's uh, it, it speaks to the fact that there are, is definitely still some some life left in the PC market for video games this people talking about like only consoles or whatever mobile is is the only place to be i feel like that's not true because like they had a 30 percent increase in accounts over the last past year hmm. right like i don't know i want pc gaming to be a thing because i like playing games on my computer. i think that it's always going to be i don't yeah, I, I don't can't think that imagine anything it can happen stopping. with consoles. <laughs> How would that Because happen? games are developed on PCs. The people who make games make them on PCs. So therefore, games should be played there? They're, they will be. They will be. I think the <laughs> consoles will buckle and crash under the weight of thousand-man AAA games before PC gaming goes away. I wonder if there is more of a need for a game that people can play at work that looks like work but is really fun spreadsheet wars yeah <laughs> right like wasn't it i remember uh, I, I don't remember what specific games it was but i had at least a couple of games on my old mac uh that would that had like Have a panic boss, button yeah, yeah that would boss keys boss keys were like a, a fixture of 80s pc games like a thing that you could hit that would just make it look like lotus one two three or whatever i tried that in like 2000 i was like playing a game like a gog game and i hit the boss key as my boss walked in and he was like what the fuck are you doing running lotus one two three from 1987 i was like i told you i need a new computer and then he bought me a sweet new pc with a dope ass voodoo three card (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know if you're joking. No, I made up more or less all of that. Okay. I did at one point have a job. Okay. <laughs> that was the only part of that that was true. My uh, my my only news of note is that Tiger Woods apparently isn't uh, his name is not oh, yeah. on the modern golf franchise anymore. So what I'm dreading is uh, that uh, that famous golfer Zach Johnson <laughs> is going to step oh, up Jesus. and there's going to be fucking Zach Johnson golf from now on. <laughs> I feel like he's not. He does not have the clout. Remember our buddy uh, Kelly Slater, who is not not that Kelly Slater. Like, what if you were just a random dude named Tony Hawk, and you were trying to make a name for yourself in any media? (laughs) Right. You're just fucked. You're fucked. You're fucked, Tony. You might as well start going by Antonio Antonio Hawken. But then, like, that's not going to work either. You should change your name to Antonio from Wings. <laughs> what if you're a basketball player named Thomas Hayden Church? <laughs> Hans Christian Anderson. Yeah, sure. 
or what if you are uh, what if you are our representative at the place where we get our Kingdom of Loathing pint glasses and oh, shot right. glasses printed, Ronald, Ronald McDonald. McDonald. <laughs> or uh, yeah, cool. Hey, so this assignment missed. Yeah, <laughs> I missed it myself. I ended up. I ended up just reading a lot about Mist and watching videos of people playing Mist because, turns out, you can't really play Mist on a PC. You can nowadays play real Mist on a PC. Sucking a butt balls. It is. It is not awesome, but it is totally playable. It, when I was running it, it was like one frame a second. Like there's just something wrong with real oh, Mist. Wow. Yeah. I found the the I played some real mist on ipad and the ipad imp- implementation of it is not super but it's pretty acceptable so riff the problem that i had because I, I also played it on ios uh for a while was that there's no fucking cursor uh right? like you just had to know what to hit to press because like with okay. with a computer you have a cursor and you mouse over and it changes to something else does if it you can interact yeah in in mist it does in real mist it does in real mist it does i don't i think in the original mist did, i think it's just a hand all the time in a lot of the videos but, i mean it's not like I, it takes you a lot of time to tap on a thing well it's not the time it's the it's the oh you know the the thing the cursor changes to tell you whether you're moving or clicking on a thing sure Mm. I had a, I, I remember now that I had a lot of the same problems with Mist as I had with The Last Express, which was not knowing whether my point of view had rotated or not. Yeah, that's and, a little weird. And so spatial navigation puzzles becoming... And also it's like real arbitrary how many steps there are from one yep. place to another. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the, sp- the space with weird. all the different like icons that raise the ship is a bunch of different views on a small area and then there are these large swaths of the woods that you just get by in like two steps or whatever. So, The main problem that I had with it and what kind of bummed me out and caused me to stop playing early and just watch a guy let's play through all of Real Mist was that I guess because I played it so much in the past and was so familiar with it and still remembered how everything worked it wasn't entertaining anymore because I most of what's interesting about those puzzles is figuring them out and if you have them pre-figured out it's just putting the beads on a string pra- practice and yeah. it's yeah and it it just wasn't interesting I mean, this is the thing that I I don't understand why people bother pl- doing things like playing through with a walkthrough right because then you're just you are just following a set of instructions it's like yeah. baking something that you don't get to eat at the end you know yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like baking something that you get to eat at every step of the process I don't know I guess a walkthrough would be preferable in a lot of ways for that mm. right mm. sorry like a let's play would be better than a walkthrough I mean you if you were to play World of Warcraft and only ever do what the quest tracker tells you to do you're just following a bunch of instructions, but you're still getting to see the things, right? Although it will say something like, kill this dude, not swing your sword, now swing your sword, now vicious strike, now sinister stab, now (laughs) super butt plug, now swing your sword. Right, it's just... Super butt plug, super butt plug. Yeah, that's that rogue (laughs) skill. Yeah. It's not 
a butt plug that is super. It's a plug for a super butt. Oh. <laughs> So this game and The Seventh Guest were games that sold, either sold a lot of CD-ROM drives or Mm -hmm. came with a lot of CD-ROM drives, right? (laughs) That was the first thing that you got when you had a CD-ROM drive. For me, it was the digital leisure version of Dragon's Lair because suddenly the CD-ROM version of Dragon's Lair was the first time you could play the actual original <laughs> Dragon's Lair at home. And that was yeah. my, like, oh, I have a CD-ROM drive now. Fuck yes, this is what I'm doing. Um, the Seventh Guest is fucking terrible, though. Yeah, oh, it's And so Mist awful. is only kind of bad. Yeah. Mist, <laughs> right? I, I, in fact, if you've never played Mist before, I think it would be great. But it, it doesn't have any sort of replayability. I don't know that I agree with you. Like, I very much enjoyed Mist in the time because I didn't have any basis for comparison for well, okay. moving around, yeah, that's a, fair. moving around I, a three D space. Or Riven has certainly aged much better than the original Mist did. Why do you, Why do you think that is? I feel like they okay. Well, first of all. The graphics are much better, even even compared to the slightly newer ones from Real Mist. And I mean, did, also, did that just like move from three twenty by two hundred to six forty by four eighty? Yeah, or something? that like, and just they they just had more powerful rendering. Uh, whatever, more money. It was like six or seven years between those two games. Yeah, right. And also the I feel like the puzzle design was a lot better. Like, there's a lot of like the all the puzzles in Riven make sense as things in that place, whereas a lot of the puzzles in Mist feel like arbitrary puzzles or or to be yeah, like why do to why be kind you could call them like weird the combination locks, but there's just so much stuff in there that doesn't really make any sense. Like why is there that giant uh, uh, tram maze underneath the Selenetic Age and you know why? Why do you have to raise this bridge and extend this pipe in Channelwood? Why? Why don't they just have? You know why doesn't that connection always exist? Why is there a thing? That turns uh, do it Do off you think that like, there is any backstory that explains it? Do you think that like you know because a lot of this was obviously like this guy was writing worlds for his kids to fuck around in. Do you think that he was writing puzzles for his kids to solve? Did anybody ever suggest that? That was the excuse of Mist 3, which was made by Ubisoft and not by Cyan. Uh, Mist 3 takes place in a set of, like, educational training worlds. Hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't know if, I don't, I don't know how deep their, their backstory of why the ages of the first game are like the way they are. Uh, I, I lost track of Because, I mean, it's like, both of the sons had like rooms in the stone ship age and in the mechanical age right 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 like there were parts of it that were just like clearly this is where these the kids hung out here i didn't realize that the the terrible terrible actors were in fact the two guys yeah that made that, the that founded cyan <laughs> yeah um one of whom looked at what he had done said Fuck this! I should never make a video game again, and then just quit. Oh, is that true? I hadn't heard that. 
Yeah, I don't think that Robin Miller did anything with video games after the first Mist. Huh. Um, and Rand Miller is still, you know, he was the one in the he was the one in the Kickstarter video for Abduction, yep. which I backed. Yeah, I backed the hell out of that. I'm I'm eager to see it. I have no idea if I think it's going to be any good or not. I've not really been exposed to much later mists. I feel like I played like a tiny amount of Uru when mm-hmm. did it go free to play at some point? Because that was Mist, supposed to be Mist like Five Mist was the pretty MMO. good. If if you can get your hands on a copy of Mist Five, it's worth checking out. Hmm. I there were. I like that. Well, I sort of. I guess I both like and dislike. It makes the game feel more like a systems-driven game that you can just wander around the island and find the white page. Right, mm-hmm. like you can basically finish Mist in less than a couple of minutes. Yeah, if you you know don't what even to do. really need the the guy that did the let's play I looked at pointed out that you know they give you like the two halves of the torn page that tell you how to find the white page, but really all the pertinent parts of that message are on the right half of it, <laughs> so you can hmm. figure it out just with half of this document. But, I mean, you don't know what to set the clock to unless you've actually figured out where those clues are. But you can set the clock without finding that, right? right. Like, I, I right. appreciate you, that the puzzles are, are they're not player knowledge. They're, they're player knowledge rather than character yeah. knowledge driven, mm-hmm. right? You know, the fact that you can go into the main book without the page and then he's like, oh, yeah. well, fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, asshole. <laughs> I wonder if anybody has ever tried all of those patterns for the for the fireplace from that book to see if one of them had an easter egg that i remember even from like being a kid and not knowing much about how to critically evaluate games thinking that that was just horseshit hmm. like it this doesn't even look like a thing that you can interact with it yeah, is exactly. just a fucking gray rectangle right like yeah, I don't, like, and it's it's another one of those things. Like I was telling before, like all this is is a combination lock that is stupidly elaborate for no good reason. It, it doesn't make sense as an object in this world the way the puzzles in Riven do. But I mean, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff in Mist, kinda does, I guess. But I mean, some, I guess of some of it, is, like, but there's there there was too much of the of the silly things that I don't know. It annoyed me. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a lot of it that's like, why do you, why do you lock the door to the to the Selenic Age by a weird music puzzle in this rocket? Right, right, yeah. like, yeah. and that's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I remember appreciating that coming, you know, coming out of Loom mm. as like, oh, I like I mean, music. It puzzle. was, it was, I enjoyed solving it the first time I had to solve it. Uh, despite the fact that I I don't have very good pitch and don't know anything about the piano, so I can't like say, oh, well, that's a middle C, so I just go over here and listen for a middle C. So I had to like hold down the button on the keyboard and try and sing that note as best as I could and keep yeah. it in my memory until I got to the other side of the room. And not having very good pitch, it still took me a ton of tries, but it was entertaining. I mean, to be fair, almost nobody can do that like perfect perfect pitch is really rare um 
Yeah, I mean, my my original playthrough of Mist was we Josh and I had one copy of it, and we were working like he was working nights and I was working days, or vice versa, and we were like trading it back and forth between our two computers, and had a few minutes in between our shifts where we would say, oh man, okay, so I figured out how to get through this thing, and I figured out how to get through this cool. thing, and it was great. That's it was cool, like yeah. It was yeah. like this, this amazing, formative, collaborative video game experience for me, and I think that playing it with two people made it so it was a lot less likely that any given puzzle was gonna be like show-stopping bullshit, mm. which... You know, that's that's a nice bone to throw to an adventure game to allow it to succeed in that way. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I think a lot of people, a lot of people share that experience of, like, playing adventure games with other people. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of my I mean, first computer game memories was playing uh, the old Scott Adams uh, Pirate's Cove text adventure with my dad that way. Hmm. And you figured out to say Yoho and the parrot would teleport you to Pirate World? Yep. It's pretty good. Pretty good. And now you just play it and it's YOLO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hashtag YOLO, you say to the parrot, and then the yep. parrot fucking kills you. Yep. <laughs> On the spot. Guys, uh, sorry, to, sorry to cut it so short, but we got some uh, time-sensitive work that we got to do. So what is our next assignment? The Stanley Parable. Yeah, it's yeah. the Stanley Parable. We're going to oh, play that. It is, Talk about it it is fucking great. I um, promise that I will try to actually make the time to to do this i'm just been on this fucking crazy work kick and uh, it's true having to uh having to shut down early tonight is just another symptom of that but i have had a phenomenal time recording this episode of video games hot tag with you gentlemen kevin yes, if somebody indeed. wanted to send us a listener's mail for the listener's mail segment that we basically always skip yep how would they do that well uh you could tweet us at vg hot dog uh, you should also follow us there if uh, if you're a member of the tweetrons uh, at VG Hot Dog. Uh, you could email us, VGHotDog at gmail.com, or you could send us uh, some love in our forums uh, that they're accessible from our website, which is VideoGamesHotDog.com. Oh, and also, if somehow you managed to listen to this podcast and you don't listen to Idle Thumbs, uh, you should check out the Wednesday, October 30th episode of Idle Thumbs, on which I was a guest, which was oh, nice. real fucking exciting for me. And uh, probably real disappointing for those guys. <laughs> but until the next episode of Video Games Hot Dog, gentlemen, I bid you a fine farewell and adieu, mer d'adieu. Adieu? Adieu. See you later. And you, and you. Have a great week, everybody. Maybe that's what I'll do for, for Halloween is read The Shining. That sounds like a good idea. I haven't read that Just in a long time. Cover to cover. Yeah. Why Riff, not? Riff has that problem where he once he starts reading something, he can't put it down. Yeah. And he's ready to That's what you will give a trick-or-treaters is... J- the pages that I've read already. <laughs> pages of The Shining. Yeah. <laughs> Just make sure that you guys don't bring these back together or you will release Stephen King from the book in which he is imprisoned. Ah! <laughs>